Ladies and gentlemen, the Wingnuts! And although sometimes they got beaten, other times they got beaten badly. But just when it looked like they'd never win, they didn't. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 6, The Butter Junk Effect. How funny is the word butter junk? It weirds me out a little bit. Really? I think it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, I Because if you think about it, there's a whole lot of bu- butterfly mating in this episode. There is. So the the thing is, right, we're in this this span of Futurama episodes that I have seen far fewer times sure. than the original run. And so every time I see a title for an episode, I'm like, have I actually seen that one? And so every time I look at that spreadsheet that I have that we look at now every time so mm-hmm. there's no more Ben fudging up. You'll never get Mike fudged up either. Uh-huh. No one will mess up ever again. Uh, That's a Back to the Future. I'm a guarantee. No, don't guarantee that. <laughs> About the episode. You're we, writing checks. This podcast. We'll, we'll mess up in the podcast, but not m- prepping for the podcast. So every, so I, I kept seeing. The, Look out for next week when Mike and Ben both fudged up differently. Um, I watched the wrong episode and you watched the wrong TV show. <laughs> I just watched an episode of the season three of Fringe. I don't know. <laughs> I got confused. So every time I'd look at that spreadsheet and I'm like, what the hell is the butter junk effect? <laughs> because I kept thinking like, okay, butter. So like, it's about butter. Sure. That's weird. Yeah. You just look at that um, first part of the word and you're like, yeah, clearly it's about butter. Okay. But it's also, it's just, it's not about just butter though. It's about butter and junk so are we talking about like dairy genitals over here oh yeah dairy genitals (laughs) i believe dairy genitals is is a name i have in a in a different line of work but that's a different discussion (laughs) so yeah i kept seeing it i'm like what the hell is that butter junk effect what what the heck is that i i really like the fact that they are like referencing the butterfly effect without any kind of weird time wibbly wobbliness just it's the, the w- just you you really wanted the literal butterfly uh-huh. butter it's junk. just it's just talking directly about butterflies there's no layers and no here. no chaos theory whatsoever None. no layers just hey butterflies are great what about junk that, just gonna shove that butter junk in your face uh uh Jeff Goldblum character from... <laughs> I'm sorry, you just did a very good Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I couldn't remember his name, and I then know. I accidentally did an impersonation. <laughs> um, Jeff Goldblum's uh, character from Jurassic Park didn't show up to explain chaos theory mm-hmm. um, at all in this episode. Uh, it was just, it was literally about butterflies and junk 
as a sort of euphemism for drugs. And then also later, genitals. Uh-huh. Drugs and genitals. I, so there are layers to the name of the show this time. But no chaos theory and no butter. Every time you say chaos theory, I'm just, I hear Jurassic Park by Weird Al. And I know that's super on brand, <laughs> but I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> happening to me. So yes, I uh, I always forgot what the, the I, I was like, I don't think I've seen. And then I started it up. I'm like, oh yeah. Actually, I saw the little thumbnail yeah. on Hulu and I was like, oh yeah, no, I remember something about them being like butterflies. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, every time I looked at the spreadsheet, I was just like, dairy genitals. I don't remember that episode. <laughs> dairy genitals. Such a good, good, good name. I'm so glad I thought of that. Do they like have sex with butter and so now it's just all like covered in butter mm. downstairs um which by the way i'm not a sex educator but i would say don't use butter for that unless do i'm not a sex educator either so really so, and, and so somebody out there statistically has to ha- that that has to be their thing but here's the thing i will say <laughs> that chaos theory stipulates that if you Stick your genitals in butter. Yeah, this is... I'm pretty sure this is how chaos theory starts. It will affect the initial conditions of weather, and so you might be causing some sort of weather effect on the other side of the world. That is chaos theory, in a nutshell. Dang it, Jake, you stuck your genitals... (laughs) You stuck your genitals in the butter again, and you caused a, a hurricane in Malaysia. You gotta stop that jake you know he just loves that butter so anyways <laughs> by the i'm in a weird place because i just finished watching big mouth on netflix which uh which is a a different tone than futurama i think it's a very different tone um some would say wildly different wildly different uh sarah definitely walked out of the bedroom while i was watching one of the more perverse scenes in it so now she probably thinks i'm a pervert um well you know she's, she's not wrong she's been your, your girlfriend but up for until a while. this point i had her fooled that's true you're very good at fooling people about whether or not you're a pervert or not and now now she knows the truth is out there Yes, we're, the truth yeah. is out. It's an X Files podcast no, I, now. You, oh it. no! Crap! I didn't. You did watch the wrong. No. We're talking about no. the X Files episode, the butter junk effect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kind of would like to see this re rethought of as an X Files episode. I think that'd be funny. But then we're back to Futurama again. Uh-huh. It does have a little bit of an X Files feel to it. I mean, there's aliens and weird happenings. I mean. And then, then are X-Piles and Futurama the same show? Because there's always aliens and weird happenings. I'll get back to you on that. So... I mean, Zoidberg is a character a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, apparently, he's not. I don't know Can how Can you works. imagine Mulder <laughs> showing up in Futurama universe and Zoidberg is there and, like, he's just freaking out the whole time? It'd be a thing. So let's. I've I, I love the fan fiction we've built uh, together, uh, but it might be time to get into the episode. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the butter junk effect, which has nothing to do with, with anything we've said so far, or genitals, or Jurassic Park, or X Files. It might have something to do with Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> possibly. Uh, if you read my dream journal, anyways. So 
is that episode, is that the website where you put all your fanfic? The episode starts at Ben'sDreamJournal.com. The episode starts at Elzar's. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Fry and Leela and Kiff and Amy are having a double date, and uh, they start out with uh, the the most important question of all: bottled water or tap water? Kiff can't make a decision. I've also been rewatching The Good Place, so I was like, he's pulling a cheaty. I really, so. I really love the fact that we talk about Futurama for four seconds. It's like, we got to talk about something else. We've got to talk about all the other stuff I've been watching. <laughs> Big Mouth, The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Anything else on that list? Um, uh, possibly been, X-Files, or that's just been rewriting your head? Bob's Burgers. Very sure. good show. Bob's Burgers is great. Mm-hmm. Um... Where is this crossover? They say the Avengers is the biggest crossover in media history. Let's do this one. This podcast is the biggest media crossover. Well, I know I meant like The Good Place and Bob's Burgers and Futurama and X-Files. Thanks. I hate it. So I I think there's some some promise there. uh, There's some bones on that. The whole time at this double date, the uh, two women, Amy and Leela, are just constantly putting each other down with like little jabs here and yeah, there. Yeah, like backhanded compliments. And every time Fry is like, wow. Which sucks. It does. It's like I, it, the fir- like the first time. Okay, I see where they're going. Second time. Okay, I know. <laughs> so I do like the fact that Amy and Leela are like, no, dude, knock it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but we, he, he does not, which is unfortunate. Yeah, he does not. Uh, they say that really, this is how girlfriends interact with each other, where they just kind of like jab at each other here and there, just little little side comments about each other's uh, fashion choices or weight or whatever. I I don't. I think that's a stereotype, and I don't know if it is. Actually I know true. it's a stereotype. Well, that's not what I was. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure it's not actually true, and that's just people being rude. And it's not necessarily true. None of the women in our friends group do that because they're all supportive of each other yeah. and us for some reason. Who knows so, why that is? Because um, two <laughs> of them have to live with us. Yeah, so. it's it's three incredibly smart women, and this us us two dinguses. <laughs> so, uh. They say that really it's when they're polite to each other that you have to worry that they're mad at each other. Okay. I mean, I'm from the South. We're always just polite. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> but there, there is definitely the, oh, bless your heart, meaning, oh, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm or from something worse. Colorado, which just means we're high all the time, too high to care. Honestly, really. I think that's probably the way to go about life. <laughs> The more and more I age, the more and more like, you know what? That's not so bad. Uh huh. Sometimes I'm like, man, I should have just been a stoner as a like high schooler, just like not give a flip, just like, you know, tell the vice principal that Barry Manilow wants his wardrobe back or whatever. Oh yeah, give uh-huh. him that good burn. So, back at Planet Express, they are delivering some moon rocks to the moon, and they have to have it there by moon down. Um. Everyone's like, why are we taking moon rocks to the moon? Uh, but apparently the lunar people are trying to get them back uh, because they are cultural aspe- uh, uh, cultural artifacts because they were stolen by the Apollo astronauts. 
So I have a problem with that because of how big these moon rocks are. The They're, Apollo astronauts did not take anything remotely that big back. They are very large. Like it, one ends up crushing Fry. Granted, it's because he does that meow thing again, and so sure. he takes his hands off the rock and it crushes him. Sure, but so but it's big enough to crush him and not be you know a pebble that hits him in his like shoulder. Unless unless moon rocks get bigger with age they have been on earth for over a thousand years at this point accumulating more mass somehow Mm -hmm. because moon rocks break that law where they just create more matter Mm -hmm. where do you think the moon came from it just created matter i mean i think there are some good theories out there that doesn't involve creating matter but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna let you uh follow the path of logic on this one some good theories that don't involve violating the very laws of physics themselves surprisingly yeah there are some theories like that okay if you want to go the the normal academic route but i've got some conspiracy theories (laughs) that'll really rock your socks excellent i am ready for this moon rock theory to rock my let's call them moon socks okay so in the year okay 2000 Okay, yeah, we've lived through that one. Al Gore went sure. back in time. Okay. With a tiny piece of the one of the rocks that the Apollo program brought back. Okay. He went back to uh 2 billion years ago. Wow, okay. And then using a super strength potion that he okay. got from Malgaroth the wizard. Oh, everybody knows Malgaroth, yes. He threw that rock into orbit, and then over those billions of years, it used its mass-creating properties, flipping off Einstein the whole time. Um, sure. The the moon literally <laughs> the flipped moon, off The moon Einstein. flipped off Einstein. And then... Oh, and there's an end then? <laughs> uh, well, over time, it just it gathered more mass. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the moon... How fast... Sorry, created more mass. Created, yeah, not yeah. gathered. yeah, yeah. Gathering and creating are due to things. created more mass. We're creators. We don't gather this <laughs> textual content. Um, so I have I I have some thoughts. Yeah. Not not necessarily critiques, just some thoughts. Okay. A I the I a hundred percent on the super strength potion. Love those things. Delicious uh-huh. and get you. You can throw things into space. Love uh-huh. it. Just no problems there. Um, Malgoroth, love him. He's fantastic. Uh huh. Um. I forgot most of the rest of it. He went back in time. That that seems legitimate. Um, and Al Gore has a time machine. That's just fact. Wait. So hold on. So the the Apollo astronauts got part of the rock. Uh huh. And then later in two thousand, Al it's Gore like, took it's a piece like, of the rock. Yeah. And then went back to the beginning of time and uh-huh. threw this into space next to the. And then okay, so he. It's like Fry becoming his own grandfather. It is. It is a stable time loop, and <laughs> I see. Literally no problem literally with no, any of this. Literally, let's. We're in fact. I think this might be canon. We're 15 minutes into our episode, and we are about four minutes into the Futurama episode. I think that's being generous. So they are delivering these moon rocks, and they take them to the moon. And the uh, the farmer on the moon D- does he have a name? I feel like he should. He probably should have a name, right? Should I should I look this up on that? infosphere it's time to go to the infosphere 
that was my i'm gonna have a a song for it in our waning <laughs> waning episodes of the infosphere song <laughs> um and i'll forget about it by next week i'm it's great okay let me see if we almost need like a sound that's like when when uh sitcom goes from one and to try to indicate that time has passed like da 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 like that's what we need here when between i'm gonna look this up to i found it okay so first of all oh no the infosphere uh, I looked up this episode. The Infosphere only calls him Hydroponic Farmer. Okay. So he apparently does not have a name. Um, Again, this is this. I'm. I sorry to derail, but I still think that every character should have a name in Futurama. That's my feel. Second, on this list of characters in this episode on the Infosphere, it lists Bugalo as a character. I that is an interesting interpretation of the word character, but I they're in it. They are they are in it. They with I was just they, I was very surprised to see Bugalo listed as character. It's it, in, yeah. I uh-huh. wouldn't call it a character as much as set dressing. So, um, anyways, they they deliver these rocks. He's just using them using them as a fence, and he's like, "You fell for my cultural uh robbery scam mm-hmm. and then hey man he gets a wa- he gets the wall to keep in the bugalow like he, uh-huh you gotta do what you gotta do they go down to something called the butterfly derby yeah with- the the farmer invites them and then they end up going to the monsanto yokel dome which seems in- seems kind of insensitive when you know the people that are going to it are the the reference of the term that is used yeah but also i mean it's brought to you by monsanto so i mean that that's pretty good do you think do you think that they care about what they call the local folk that's fair i don't think they do so i I just wouldn't want to go to the the moda hipster hipster center i mean i probably would i probably would too i'm (laughs) i'm like eh, i don't care that much um fair enough so, welcome to the Hipster Dome. We only play the Decemberists. <laughs> Dang, I'd, I'd go to that. The Decemberists. <laughs> the Decemberists was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Just saying. Opening for the Decemberists. Some podcast you've never heard of. Nice. We're finally in. Yeah, yeah. Not ours. Colin Malloy, like, tweet me up, my dude. <laughs> like we will open for the decemberists you just give us a call (laughs) talk to our lawyers and by our lawyers i mean send an email to back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com i I get that right yes (laughs) i don't do the gmail one have a feeling that there's a lot of overlap in the decemberists fans who like folk music Mm -hmm. and weird lyrics about like the civil war and crap and the two of us who are nerds and talk about Futurama sometimes, but mostly we spent like a whole half hour talking about uh, sticking your genitals into butter. Here's here's my thought. They have weird lyrics about the Civil War. We can have weird tangents about the Civil War if we want to. Why not? What's stopping us? Other than, you know, the bad things that happen in Civil I War. I think it should go the other way. Oh. Where the Decemberists <laughs> should start writing songs about sticking your junk in butter. So wait, are they now just <laughs> adapting our content in yes. a different format? And I'm I'm I love it. I, I would, love it. I would in but uh, but but I need to have songwriter c- credits and if we win a Grammy, I have to be on stage. I just want to buy that album. 
So no, nah, man, they can't steal our content. We need compensation. We need to be songwriters on their weird butter junk uh, we'll, single that wins a Grammy. We'll and talk I'm gonna, about it. I'm going to wear that nice tuxedo on the stage, accept that Grammy gracefully. That is what I plan to do. You just want to go to the Grammys to meet Weird Al. I mean, that's a secondary <laughs> benefit. I mean, so. being being part of the Grammy, you know, uh, the uh, fraternity would be uh, would be wonderful. I think. So they go to the. It would, uh, it, it would just one dome. one step to our egot. It's true. We got to get that egot. So we uh, they go to the Yokel Dome where the, the oh, right. butterfly derby is just. Um, I mean, it looks. It starts out looking very nice and peaceful. It's just a couple of women uh, flying around it with these like butterfly wings because mm-hmm. it's lower gravity mm-hmm. on the moon, and mm-hmm. it, it's described that they have to wear skimpy outfits so that they don't weigh themselves down. That seems weird. I mean, literally in the next scene, Amy is flying around in sweatpants, which are the opposite of um, yeah. skimpy. Yeah, I think so, I think the farmer might have been lying to us on that point. I feel like maybe. I feel like it's more like professional wrestling where uh, the skimpy outfits are part of the thing. We've only got room for one conspiracy theory in every That's episode, true. and we I wasted mine <laughs> on my awesome theory about <laughs> Al Gore being a time traveler. I like, I like so. how you refer to it as waste. That being said, I I do agree with you. Uh, acting like pro wrestling is fake is just absolutely a conspiracy theory. So, I agree. Then it turns out that it's actually this like weird, uh, not quite deathmatch, uh, because deathmatch uh, was a term I'd use for like someone actually dying. Mm-hmm. They don't always die, so it's a possible deathmatch. But it's it's a it's two teams of two uh, butterfly women mm-hmm. who basically kick the crap out of each other. And if you hit the floor, you lose, and whichever team is left at the end wins. That's it. Those are the rules. It's elegant. There's not a whole lot of rules. Um, There are also weird uh, butterfly-themed obstacles you have to deal with, like fly (laughs) swatters that just kind of emerge. And a giant bug zapper comes out later, and uh it's a whole thing. There's a whole lot. They're also flying uh, steel chairs at one point, which definitely made me feel like I was watching pro wrestling in zero G. So, which I would watch. Holy cow, that would be great. I mean, I don't even watch wrestling. I'd probably watch zero G wrestling. That'd be wild. So, the team called the Murder Flies wins. It's a pretty good name. I feel like it's a little on the nose, but you know, well, that's fair. Um, so they win, and then. Abner Double Deal comes out because, of course, he's the commissioner of this whole wing-dang-doodle. If there's a wing-dang-doodle, it's Abner Double Deal. So he says, now it's time for the weekly amateur flap down. So if anyone in the audience wants to hop in and try to take out the murder flies, uh, winners get 50 bucks and accolades from Hooting Hillbillies. Man, 50 bucks is enough for me. The Hooting Hillbillies, that's... uh that's a benefit that's just a cherry on top my exactly dude. uh this is basically the the, the rationality that uh leela and amy just say yeah okay we'll do this so they get out there and they they strap on those wings and uh the the wings themselves and like actually trying to get yourself afloat is pretty heavy amy does make the point where she's like 
Now I know why butterflies are always so grouchy. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. You're, you're always like, oh, those are beautiful butterflies. You get closer. They're like, hey, get out of my lawn. I think the only talking butterfly I can think of off the top of my head is the one from The Last Unicorn, where okay. he is very gregarious and whimsical and not very helpful. I have a counterpoint. Yes. The Pokemon Butterfree, who is a butterfly, mm-hmm. will attack you because it's a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really talk, though. That's true, but you can tell. It's more of a, uh, I can tell it's grumpy because it is trying to attack me. Okay, until you catch it and then become its master, and now it fights for you. Mm-hmm. But that's just channeling its grumpiness in a different location. Hey, as long as the grumpy is pointed at a different direction, um, like the sticker when it's like, uh, do not aim at face, mm-hmm. like that. Do not aim at Ben. Mm-hmm. Aim that grumpy anywhere else. Right. No, I, I'm not here for grumpy but butterflies, but I do want my butterflies to be grumpy at somebody else. I yes Ben go on go on sorry I made a very weird face because I suddenly imagined a sticker that says do not aim at Ben and just all the weird (laughs) stuff you could put that on (laughs) that's some good stuff some of it is not appropriate for this podcast so so be be on your here put on your thinking caps everybody yeah that's a weird one what would you want to put a sticker on that says don't point at ben tweet it back to futurama (laughs) oh good fantastic (laughs) um our fans love tweeting things that's weird at us it's great this is a benefit my friend okay so (laughs) um they get into this death match with the murder flies and they're not doing so great but then Leela says, hey, remember when we tried out for the Rockettes? And Amy replies with, you mean when we kicked two, uh, when we accidentally kicked two Rockettes to death? And and then Amy's like, oh. Which, that's a whole backstory <laughs> that we just don't ever get. We never get it, and I want to see it. Um, and you just, uh, you just slide an episode into like season three of this, and I would watch the crap out of it. It'd the be, lost it episode, be, if you will. It would be better than a couple of the episodes we've had recently. Like, I think there'd be more interesting stuff. I mean, certainly there would be more murder by legs of a rockette. Uh, Nicks out Newtopia. Oh, yeah. Slide that in there. Boom. And then boom. You just replace it with Amy and Leela kick rockets to death for and, some reason. And then boom, you got a stew going. So speaking um, of Arrested Development. <laughs> So I had to explain so much of the dozens of us joke to back a friend of the podcast Emma recently. And I'm like, I just have to start at the beginning of this, don't I? I mean, that's that was the problem with the rest of development is that like you couldn't get new people on board because a joke is a reference to a joke that references a joke that references the original joke that like when season four was coming out, uh, some website uh, like a magazine or something uh, did this whole interactive joke web that was just like this is a reference to that that and that and that and that and that's referencing this real life event and this is a meta joke where it's referencing uh something that the actor did in a different thing that's like that's a i mean so dense i do i do like the density of it i do however love that there's an interactive feature to help because it is dense 
and you you cough and you've missed four jokes and then you can't get back on because uh-huh. you've missed those four jokes. So when you say you had to explain the there are dozens of us joke, like yeah, you kind of ha- you got to start at the beginning. <laughs> it's, like it's so deep. You can't just be like, "Oh, well he's a never nude" because then it's like, oh, "Well, okay, wait, hold on. What's a never nude?" And then like, "Okay, well, like and it's this yeah. whole thing." And, and why does he even yell dozens of us? Okay, well there's this thing and there's this art thing. Oh, so um yeah i that's oh that's wild Mm -hmm. so so now it's just a gif um distilled down to just the base elements so uh at this point a bald eagle flies into the giant bug zapper which is just why was why was a bald eagle there on the moon in the yokel dome and it just kind of turns into specks and it's gone and no one ever asks hey what happened to that ball what happened to that bald eagle that ran into the bug zapper is it dead it just vaporized so they lose uh however (laughs) they put on a pretty good show like they do better than most yeah and um they i mean they actually like tricked the murder flies to flying into the bug zapper themselves Mm -hmm. before getting thrown into it but you know and when they when they hit the ground they're not paralyzed or anything so like uh so abner double deal says hey why don't you come work for me you can join the league and they're they're like but we lost he's like yeah but you know people love newcomer and you know really uh really getting that uh that excitement out of it oh yeah i I totally get it like sometimes my favorite uh not to go back to pro wrestling but basically this episode is about pro pro wrestling with butterfly wings on um it's it you know like sometimes the debut is the more exciting thing than the guy who's been champion for years sure it's it's all about uh uh uh, not expectations but like anticipation what could this guy do Mm -hmm. what is this guy gonna say what is he going was he who's he gonna suplex weirdly it's gonna be great who's he gonna suplex weirdly yeah okay i i don't watch wrestling and i'm not sure that phrase has helped (laughs) (laughs) uh wrestling is a very bizarre art form i do mean art form but it is bizarre and weird and sometimes very like De- okay so i said sometimes definitely very regressive but there are pieces that are not and it, those are the wonderful pieces so they decide how much are we going to talk about wrestling on this podcast i keep trying to move this forward and you're like by the way <laughs> wrestling and i'm like cool 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 i half got into it because of wrestlemania again and then uh, james from the world beyond the podcast world beyond the tail yeah that one I'm that not, podcast yeah he he keeps like hey hey wrestling though hey hey bud <laughs> hey, hey you want to watch wrestling instead of future i'm like no i gotta watch the future i'm about wrestling though so yeah they they join up and we get a sort of a weird montage of them like getting into things like uh, uh, bender is doing a voiceover that feels like a reference to something yeah i'm maybe i don't know what it would be specifically referencing or not but he gives this voiceover during the monologue that's like, uh, and so began the career of two skimpy outfits and the women who occupied them, which is a very bender thing to say. Yeah. And then it it's, yeah, it's this montage of like them. Basically just getting beaten by everybody. Repeatedly. Sometimes they got beaten badly. They even lose to uh, what looked to be two elderly women in like walkers and canes. Flo- flying in in butterfly wings it's, mm-hmm. it's an interesting thought so later in the locker room amy's like ah, we lost but i don't know what else we could have done to enhance our performance 
And at that point, it's um, such a leading leading line. That's I wonderful. do like. I do like how it's it's really weird because it's a very Amy thing. Mm-hmm. We're just for some reason when they need somebody to just be like, here's a very leading statement that's just going to hit the nail exactly on the head. They bring out Amy, and she's very good at it. And it's weird that that is one of her like character traits, but. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like usually when when some character is like, I'm going to say a thing and word it exactly as a plot device to move on yeah. immediately to the next thing. It's almost always Amy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an intriguing uh, observation. So anyways, she talks about enhancing performance. And at that very moment, the trainer for the murder flies comes in mm-hmm. and is like, hey, I've got some of your nectar. And then gives them a couple of vials of this pink juice. Pink juice. And uh, it's not like high C or anything cool like Mm -hmm. that. It's not ecto cooler. It's pink. Exactly. It's drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It is a plant-based supplement, my friend. I feel like if this was an after-school special, this is where the music would get really grim. And then our voices would really would drop down to like a, a slightly lower yeah. register with a little bit more harshness to it. Winners don't use drugs. And then I, forget the conversations we had about getting high in Colorado. <laughs> and then it would be a whole like thing about how, you know, the real winners are the ones who do it without the drugs. Luckily for you, this isn't an after school special. I feel like this episode would be better if it was. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless you're listening to this podcast immediately after school. Then it is an after school special. Don't do drugs. By definition. Yeah, we've already said don't do drugs. Unless you want to, because we're not your parents. Yeah, we are not your parents. So, unless... Unless... Oh, no! Ben, why? <laughs> one of us has children, and they find this podcast in the future, and they listen to it for some stupid reason... I can't imagine a child of mine being like, yes, I have to hear more of this guy say things. I mean, now I'm going to bring it down. It's like, this is, if my children find this podcast after I'm, I've long, I've long been dead and this is, and this is how they want to remember me. This is your legacy. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's on the internet forever, so I'm okay with it, but it's like, this is how we, he would want us to remember him making dumb jokes because that's what I'm going to do regardless. So we find out that this nectar is a, a plant-based supplement uh, that, quote-unquote, bulks up your flapping muscles. Hugely important when you're flapping those muscles on uh, with butterfly wings. And so they're not, they're not very sure about this. And the trainer gives them her disposable cell phone number. And then it rings immediately. And then it's Amy standing right there and is like, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah, Amy was more on board than Leela was. And then Leela was like, all right. So they down some of that. Um, mm-hmm. They down some of that sweet nectar. And it's also then, possible to inject directly in between your toes. It's true. Uh, but they just drink it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm fine with that. And at that point, Leela's voice immediately gets lower. Because it's an after-school special. After-school special. <laughs> Don't do drugs unless you want to, because we're not your parents again, as we discussed. Unless, unless we you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> so back at Planet Express, they're watching the news, mm-hmm. and 
they cut to a segment with SportsBot 5000 where Linda basically tells the whole story. And SportsBot 5000 is like, that's pretty much it, Linda. But what happens is that um, they're doing this story on two ladies who have won 15 uh, butterfly derby matches mm-hmm. in a row. It's Leela and Amy. They've turned it around. At that point, uh, Amy and Leela come in and they are super jacked. I put it in impossibly jacked. And then they just drink some more uh, nectar. And at that point, uh, uh, the professor and Bender and Fry are all... And Kiff is there too, I think. Uh, Hermes. Um, oh, it might might be Kiff too. I think just everybody shows up. Yeah, everyone's there. And so they're like, I can't believe her doing that nectar. And they say, hey, it's all natural. And then the professor is like, so are carrots, but you don't see me injecting them between my toes. And then he pulls out a carrot, sticks it in his mouth, and lights it up like a cigar. And then he breathes out some orange smoke. It's wonderful. It's such a wonderful gag. It is. I, I really appreciate that. I really I really like the... Well, not like. I, I, I find it interesting the, the way that the... Uh, Everybody, when when they come in, just kind of shrink down. It's like, oh no, the bullies are back. Yeah, it it immediately gives off this vibe, like, man, they are just they have become super jerks, and everyone's a little terrified of them, especially Kiff. Yes, of course, but uh, Kiff is nervous of of most things, which big mood. So yeah, they they have become colossal bullies, mm-hmm. and um, uh, at that point, Fry asks Leela out. Yeah, um, Leela and Amy are working out, and, but so Leela says, I already have a date with Arm and Hammer and kisses her biceps. I do like that he asks her if she wants to go out for some miniature golf or colossal tennis. I mean, I don't want to play a regular sport. I want to play a sport that is... It's got to be the wrong size. The wrong size. And I want to play colossal tennis. Because <laughs> it's not table tennis. That's, that's at this point, normalized. Uh-huh. Although mini golf, it's not. Although I I do like in the corpus of Futurama, there is a mega mini golf. Uh-huh. There's a lot of different sizes for everything in this, apparently. I want to play Colossal Tennis. Fry asks Bender instead, and Bender's like, so what? I'm your last minute booty call now? Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, we go back to the Montanto Dome, where Leela and Amy are fighting a Slurm-sponsored opponent, and they beat them with a flying steel chair. Yeah, and uh wrestling. Meanwhile, the the boys are in the stands and uh they are lamenting that it's not easy being a derby wife. Yeah, Kiff even's like y- you're doing great and uh, Amy's like I'm working. Yeah, she gets especially mean uh on Kiff. Um I don't know if I I know it's coming up. Um but there are some moments that are a little little too much. Yeah. Where like He's like, she doesn't want to cuddle anymore. She just wants to hit me with a chair, which is uh, pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah. So it's better if you think about it as they're sparring. Because she does use a chair in the ring or in the yeah. dome. But yeah, it's rough. Um, so that being said, the win that Amy and Leela just had uh, puts them against some butterflies at next week's finals. We also, and I don't remember, I don't know if it's that we finally know what their name is or if I just wasn't paying attention, but their uh, uh, derby name is the Wingnuts. Yep. Which is, <laughs> you know, I gave the Murderflies a little too much uh, guff for being a little too on the nose earlier, 
better than the wing nuts. It's it, and it much many things are better than being called wing nuts. Um, so yeah, so they're going to be up against the murder flies in the next round for the finals, and they go to hit up the trainer for more nectar. And uh, who am I kidding? She's not a trainer. She's a drug dealer. We oh, know that oh, by yeah. now. Wink, wink. Uh, unfortunately, the trainer, wink, wink, is sold, is now sold out of the nectar because the murder flies bought it all out, and they are just jamming it right on down their gullets. Like they got to, they're shutting up and jamming. So back at Planet Express, uh, this is when we find out from Kiff that uh, she just wants to hit him with chairs, and Leela won't even verbally ab- abuse Fry. So um, so Kiff has it better. So this is all not great. It's all not great. So we also find out at this point, because uh, the ladies come in and are complaining about the lack of nectar, Mm -hmm. and we find out that the nectar comes from a flower on Kif's home planet. Uh, It's Amphibios 9. I did a quick look up because I was like, I know it has a name. And it has something to do with frogs. (laughs) It sure does. Kiff knows of the flower, the acephalus uh, uh, flower, uh, which it, it's worries Kiff's because it's in a very rem- remote region. And uh, they all go on a nice romantic weekend, just the four of them to go get this flower. And also then Bender's there. Yeah, Bender, Bender pops in with some uh, swim trunks and a nice cool beverage and he's like, let's go already. On Amphibious 9 at the Butterfly Preserve, formerly... Formerly the Caterpillar Preserve. I mean, that's just how things progress. It's true. The Grand Butterfly Curator is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does mention that she's the Grand Butterfly Curator this week. Her, she's she got had, a lot of jobs. She's got she's a gotta, lot of jobs. Balance all those schedules out. And every job Superfan Laura loves. Every one. So, I mean, this is this is going to be Superfan Laura's best favorite episode. So uh, no, her favorite episode is just a. Uh, uh, grand oh, midwife yes. supercut that's oh yeah <laughs> canonical episode um instead of just a, 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 you know you know how a, a people on reel, youtube yeah. take movie trailers yeah. and then recut them up with different music to mm-hmm. like make mary poppins a horror movie sure or uh, ferris bueller's day off about how he's like actually dying of some terminal illness sure yeah somebody should do that with the grand midwife and then like make it a trailer for the like the grand midwife's day off or whatever okay um now i don't know exactly what it's gonna look like there's not a ton of footage of the grand midwife but at the same time you're not making it you're you're putting it out there in the world only we can work together to make super fan laura just the happiest person so that does remind me of and i'm gonna be real self-serving here but have i ever mentioned <laughs> Wait, on the podcast, hold on this podcast is not self-serving have i ever mentioned on the podcast the time that i uh, spliced together 500 Days of Summer and 50 Shades of Grey into 500 Shades of Grey. I think, I know you've told this story, but I don't think it's on the podcast, so it needs to be on the podcast because I believe it is wonderful. So, I mean, it, it literally just came from the fact that I was talking to somebody about one of the two movies mm-hmm. and I accidentally screwed up the number and it was like, uh, uh, 50, uh 500 Shades of Grey or whatever. And then I was like, what if? <laughs> and so I got the trailer for Fifty Shades of Grey. Sure. And then I just split it up, uh, cut, uh, spliced in a bunch of clips from 500 Days of Summer so that it looks like 
Tom from 500 Days of Summer is trying to get with Christian Grey. And it's probably one of the best things I've ever done. If I'm going to be <laughs> totally real. <laughs> and you can you can find that on our Twitter. On YouTube. And I will, I will probably be posting it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We've referenced it on the it's, episode it's now. It's another it opportunity for me to share this stupid thing I did. Gonna do it. <laughs> so... Is that your motto? Pretty much. All right. So we find out from the Grand Butterfly curator that it's mating season. So... They just need to make sure they don't disturb the aggressive male. Mm-hmm. He can be distinguished by his orange color and his massive butter junk. And we're back again. It still has nothing to do with butter. It so does have a lot to do with genitals. It does though. have a lot to do with genitals. Um, but yes, the, the grand butterfly curator doesn't care at all about uh, any of the plants. Go ahead and mm-hmm. have fun. Um, although she does say that she can't give more details in case something different happens and then she'll be liable for damages. I mean, you could give an example. This has happened in the past. I don't know if it'll no, happen again. No details. No details. So so we are all in the dark about what is about to happen. She is just being smart about the whole thing and making sure she doesn't get sued. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it's a thing we should work better on. Because <laughs> I like, mean, yes. How many times do I sing Meatloaf? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, uh, Mr. Loaf is going to sue me. So that's cool. So far, Mr. Loaf has been unsuccessful, but we uh, we do not want to get on the wrong side of Mr. Loaf. <laughs> Nobody does. So somebody suggests they should split up into teams. And Kiff says, how about we split into couples? And then it cuts to Amy and Leela walking through the forest looking for this flower. And Leela compliments Amy about how good she smacked Kiff, which is kind of, again, uh-huh. rough. There's just, there's a lot of implications to all of this meanwhile fry and kiff and bender are chopping their way through the forest uh separately and fry's like i don't even know why we're helping to find addictive drugs for our mean girlfriends i mean that is a distillation that that asks an important question it's a moment that basically sums up the episode right here and there it's it's honestly true uh this is when they run into a giant orange male butterfly the uh, I do like the phrase because Bender is going to smash it with a hammer. Oh, right? yeah. Pulls out his better fly hammer and everything. And so uh, I do like the line. The park ranger explicitly gave us a vague warning. <laughs> it's so such a good line. I, re- I really like Bender's like, well, I already have the mallet out. I got to smash something. Look, you don't bring out your good mallet and then just not use it. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 <laughs> if you're going to pull out your mallet in act one, you got to use it in act three. How many times am I going to make that Chekhov's gun joke? So, um, I mean, I feel like at this point we should have mentioned Chekhov's gun in the first episode (laughs) so that every episode afterwards uh you can see me use it. If we're going to bring up Chekhov's gun in episode one, we, you got to fire that gun in episodes two through 170 or whatever (laughs) we're going to get to wherever the end point is. So now, now what you've you've given me idea, I'm gonna go listen to the first episode again, which woof, we'll figure it out how, be how much I enjoy. <laughs> but I'm gonna find a joke in that one because I don't remember how many jokes we did in the first episode. But I'm gonna find a joke and I'm gonna call back to it in the last episode we do of this podcast. Nice. So and then it's gonna be a a a, a full circle. Remember yeah, the, when we said we we would not talk more than the episode of Futurama? 
the uh-huh. length would be we, less we than... tried to do 30 minute episodes of back to the futurama and this is what you get now and the second episode was 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so but we were also way more on on task back then uh-huh believe it or not so <laughs> uh this giant butterfly gets real angry and sprays this pink goo all over Fry, and it gets in his mouth and everything. And apparently it smells like a skunk stuffed with feta cheese, which is not what I'd like to be sprayed with. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like some feta and some things, but I don't want to smell like a skunk stuffed with it. No. No, I don't think there's anything you could stuff a skunk with where I'm like, yeah, dog, (laughs) perfect. Nailed it nothing so they go to kiff's parents house yeah i can't think of anything because they they have not found this flower um and fry is gonna go take a shower because he's still dripping with pink goo yeah and And i do like how kiff's parents are kind of mean at fry for like yeah excrement is a walk in the park compared to what you're smelling like i mean look okay so your son's fon fon ruse friend comes into your house mm. smelling like a skunk stuffed with cheese and says hey you like eating poop that's uh, fair yeah are you gonna be nice to that kid no i'm gonna or... crack wise yeah exactly that's fair. Oh, no. okay that's fair. I, I i think they're within their right they are i just i i really like the fact that he, he's like i'm gonna take a shower it's like well you smell awful so he's gonna go take a shower but leela is like nah don't take a shower like you smell real nice and it does a really out. It does a really long, close sniff in and just like breathe in all the all the smell. Mm-hmm. But Kiff's parents lay down the line. No hanky panky in this house. Everyone needs to sleep in separate rooms. Uh, and so which are basically on different like they're on the side it's of like a an tree. Ewok village. Yeah, it's uh-huh. an Ewok village. So they're all in different like huts of of leaves. So Leela says uh, to uh, keep your door unlocked tonight and fry says but mcgruff the crime dog says <laughs> oh and i just wanted to bring that up to point out that one year for halloween i definitely dressed as mcgruff the crime dog and it was great anyways yeah you're right this podcast isn't self-serving at all <laughs> welcome to back to the futurama the podcast about me ben <laughs> i'm great and occasionally i'm here let me tell you about how I watched Futurama. But first, let me tell you about all the things I've accomplished in my life. I have a job. There you go. And I have kissed many women. Ooh. Successfully. <laughs> how many women have you kissed unsuccessfully? What does it... Okay, no. <laughs> what is an unsuccessful kiss now that I think about it? Um, if she's not satisfied it's not successful it's like mcdonald's like if you're not happy then your money back i don't think they have that i don't think i don't think they have that and i also don't think that's how kisses work so (laughs) well you should know you've kissed so many women successfully i've written the book on kissing uh where are what are we step one lips (laughs) you you want to touch lips to other lips step one step two Sometimes tongue. Tongue is like why. Sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not a vowel, but it's a consonant. Tongue <laughs> is like why. 
I was not anticipating you so pulling out I've why is a vowel. I've written a successful book on kissing. Yeah. Yep. Um. Anyways, this T- has been top of the charts. This has been Ben to the Futurama <laughs> with your host Ben. Mike's here for some reason. Goodbye from Ben of the Ben Ben. I like how our idea was. We got to speed this up. Here, Ben. Ben makes it. Has written a book about kissing. Leela goes off in the night to sneak into Fry's room mm-hmm. because she is super attracted to him. Uh, Fry is just kind of like sitting up very excited and expectantly. And then there's a knock on the door. Um, but then Leela says, all right, here I am. And it turns out that the first person to come into the room and then into Fry's bed and then start making out wasn't Leela. It was Amy. <gasps> and then Bender comes out of the bathroom too, I'm I'm, d- so. I'm done polishing my ass with your toothbrush. You can have it back now. Uh, so there's a lot going on in the scene. Mm-hmm. The next morning, the five of them are like having breakfast, getting ready for the day. Leela is is angry at Amy for jumping into bed with her boyfriend, and so angry that, at Fry that she'll never forgive him. And then immediately starts making out with him. Yeah, they both just start kissing Fry. It's like he read the book that I wrote on how to do it. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And then I had to think about it and I stopped. So Amy and Leela start just fighting over Fry and Kiff's like, but uh, but I don't think you should. And Leela says, shut up, Kiff. And Amy's Amy's very upset at that. And then they just go back to kissing mm-hmm. Fry again. So back at Planet Express, they're still kissing Fry. I mean, it, if, uh, it turns out the professor finds that Fry's inexplicable sex appeal comes from the butterfly pheromone he was sprayed with. But even though Leela and Amy aren't actual butterflies, the nectar causes them to produce the female butter- butterfly hormones, which makes them in- in irresistibly attracted to Fry. Yep. And so the only way for the madness to stop is for them to quit cold turkey. Fry suggests, why don't they quit warm turkey? It's got to be cold turkey. Okay. Um, and actually, even he's like, yeah, it's probably for the best. Leela and Amy agreed to quit the nectar and then Fry is starting to feel really weird in his stomach and feels like a caterpillar and like he crawls specifically, out of the room. He specifically says he's feeling caterpilly. Mm-hmm. And then just crawls out of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the ladies dump out all the nectar and then they go through withdrawals. Um, and at the end of it, it cuts back to the meeting room at Planet Express. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out Bender is now smoking a carrot. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's uh huh. That's it's a cool just a little... quick little callback to the professor yeah. smoking a carrot. I like that. But yeah, he's just sitting in a chair smoking a carrot. It's pretty great. I like that a lot. Uh, Leela and Amy come back and they're perfectly back to normal. No, their 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 gains have been given back. They do not. They are not impossibly jacked. Um, and Amy apologizes to Kiff for making out with Fry so loud and often. Uh, Kiff says, "I'm. It's okay because I know it was the the nectar." He is uh, saying it's okay, basically, that she beat the crap out of him. Um, I mean, he, well, he's saying it's, he doesn't actually say that. What he says is. Sure, I was giving him, I was making my own. All he, all he says is that it's fine that he, that she was making out with Fry. Sure. And groping. That's fair. There was groping. Um, But it seems, it seems quick to forgive. It was the butterfly stuff, man. The the butter junk. That's fair. Bender also says that it looks like Fry's three-way is down to a, to a one-way, if he's lucky. 
which uh, I like that joke. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good joke, especially the it, it's good and it's okay until it's like if he's lucky and then it's good. Right. Because like, what does that mean? Do you have to get lucky to have a party of one? I think not. I do not know. Everyone, speaking of Fry, where is he? He is cocooning himself onto the ship by like spitting out cocoon gunk. Y- yep, he it's, sure is. It's awkward looking. It's definitely a thing that happens in the show. On a scale of that and the essence being sucked out of him and turning into a flesh bag. Uh, this is preferable. This is preferable. Okay. Um, I th- th- Honestly, the f- flesh sacks are the most terrifying thing I saw. So um, Abner Doubledeal comes up on the video screen and says, Leila, Amy, why are you at your place of work? Your match with the murder flies is about to start. We go back to the Monsanto Yokel Dome. Amy and Leela say that uh, we're not on the juice anymore, but what's the worst that could happen? Uh, the murder flies come out and they're, s- they're so high on nectar, they're just eating the glass vials. And also, because this is a finals match, instead of just a normal floor, the floor opens up and below that is a giant pit of lava. Uh, when they see this, Leela says... If we die, Amy, it's been an honor riding the roller coaster of addiction and recovery with you as a team. They start up the fight and uh, it's getting wild. And Bender is even like, hold me. And he hugs Hermes because like he's nervous about Mm it. Yeah, they're Amy. I'm sorry. The wing nuts are completely overmatched. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they almost fall into the lava uh, because each one has a one of their wings torn off. But they manage to stop right at the just right above the lava uh, by holding on to each other and each flapping their own individual right. wing. Um, but the murder flies are are right there and start to try to tear the other wing off to cause them to plummet into the lava. And this is when Fry emerges from his cocoon and flies into uh, and Butterfly uh, comes ah, through the entrance butterfly. and flies around. I like that's a, that's a good one. Thank you. I, th- um, I thought it was pretty good uh-huh. when I was writing it down in my notes. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Butterfly comes in. I'm going to steal that one. I, hey, man. The murder flies are just, they stop the, the killing they're trying to do, mm-hmm. and they go up, and they fly up towards Fry, and they just start mating. Yeah, it's legitimately mating. Um, Abner Double Deal is like, he comes down, he apologizes for the lurid sex act that is tainting a day of family-friendly violence, which I do feel is pretty on the nose because, like, having watched, uh, this film is not yet rated and, like, uh, knowing about how things are censored or rated Mm. or not, just the amount that, like, violence gets in, but, like, the tiniest little bit of sex is, like, too much. Yeah. It's kind of wild. It's it's definitely a good... Okay, we talk a lot about Futurama doing satire. This one's good. I like... I, oh, the yeah. satire is incredibly good because this is kind of how America works. It's exactly how America works. Back at Planet Express, Fry is still a butterfly. Uh, Amy and Leela are still alive because they just apparently called off the match. It, at yeah, they just kind of... Too much sex. I couldn't believe it. Um, either way, uh, the professor's like, I don't think Fry's going to be okay. He He's grown a ton of weird insect parks and he has no brain activity. And then at this point, the butterfly 
part just like cracks open and fries inside. Mm-hmm. Still like totally clothed and kind of writhing around a little bit, but yeah. it's fried. Yeah, he's kind of like moaning or like groaning, and it's like it's it's kind of implied that he's just absolutely brain dead at this point. But everybody cheers that he's back to normal, and then it's the end of the episode. Hooray! And that means <laughs> back to the status quo. Quicker than usual. I know. Thad was like, crap, crap, crap. We made Fry a butterfly. Crap, crap, crap. And that means that it is time for... Grades. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right. I think this is a pretty reasonable episode. I think it's... I mean, it's not one of the ones that does a whole lot of character growth or anything like that. Um, There are some unsavory parts of it, like the... Uh, uh, legions of abuse that fry, uh, that Kiff gets. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I dislike that very heavily. I'll agree with that. Um, but there, it, to me, that yeah, it's it that's real rough. But I really like the pieces around it. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. I love the spectacle of the butterfly. I think it's very inventive, and I and I, I like some of the things that they throw in as kind of like there's a fly swatter and there's the the bug zapper and things like that that I think are really neat. Um, I, I think it's, it's funny. It's it, other than that one kind of unsavory part, I'm mostly on board. Like, I don't, again, I don't think it's great, but, uh, perfect, but it's, it's enjoyable. It's not one I'm going to throw out of, out of my DVD tray. So uh, I guess I'll give it a, uh, B minus. Okay. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with this episode is that it does right at the end there, just go from fries a butterfly. Now he's not the end. Like, I get you got to get back to that status quo, but boy, that is fast. Like, I also think it's it's kind of a funny joke, too. Um, I, I just feel like it, it just comes at you too quick. And I'm okay. just like, OK, fine, whatever. Um, It leaves me with that sort of sour taste in my mouth a little bit Uh, better than skunk and cheese, though. So <laughs> um, with all that said, I think it's a pretty good episode. I mean, it's weird that Futurama is coming back to um, the wrestling bit because we already had Raging mm-hmm. Bender. But this but, is tag team wrestling. Uh-huh. But it's... it's On the moon. But I agree. It's it's a fun little invention. Like, I do like when Futurama takes, like, sports and then is like, but this is what it'd be like in the future. The the ball is on a string. And yeah. Like, and so I think they're pretty successful in doing that again here. Like... Would Butterfly Derby be a thing that I personally watch? Probably yes. not. Oh, sorry. But, <laughs> but like, I imagine you'd probably be into it as, oh, yeah. as sort of that like pro wrestling sort of uh, sort of thing. Yeah. Like there's definitely a spectacle to it. And I think that's pretty great. And so, yeah, I think the whole episode's pretty good. The ending, not so great. And then the like Kiff, like literally getting beaten with chairs is a bit too much for me, but. I think it's a good episode. I'm going to give it a B. All right. I think we're mostly in agreement there. B is for Ben. Ben is my name. Hi. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, We'd love to know what you think about Ben. Isn't he great? He's just so good. So uh, we want to know. He, what he, he is one of a kind. We want to know what you think about this episode. Uh, about me, apparently. Um, or if you would watch Butterfly Derby, what would your Butterfly Derby team name Ooh, be? That's I like a good that. one. That's a good one. Also, uh, would you like to read Ben's book on kissing? Uh, we want to know all this and more. Uh, so if you want to let us know, you can contact us 
several different ways. Mm-hmm. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, review us, rate, subscribe, and send to your friends. And you know what? Let's all just talk about how great Ben is. Yes, let's do that. Uh, I have no follow-up because that's a good plan. Um <laughs> You can also join the fan-run League of Jeremy's fan uh, group that our super fan Laura, who is very happy about this episode, I believe, um, <laughs> it, it runs, and sh- she she's wonderful. So join that and tell Ben how great he is, because again, that's the theme this week. It's I think the theme. So uh, this episode brought to you by Ben. I mean, most episodes of this show are brought to you by Ben. You edit the thing. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to do that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash back to future. Yeah, give Ben money. And until next time, you may have heard this before, but I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm also Ben? Whoa. Oh, do, twist right at the end. Thanks, M. Knight. Anyway. Actually, it, the thing is, I'm actually Mike the whole time. Wild. See, see you come back to the status quo right at the end of the episode. Right at the end. <laughs> until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the world world of tomorrow. tomorrow.